got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. Audio troubles are gone and we are back. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode, guys. Bitcoin dropped over the last two days, as you know. But right now and in the last 12 hours, we have been attempting a rally, moving all the way up from $46,000 to $47,200, where we sit right now. We're currently sitting just below a downtrending level of resistance. A lot of people are calling what we're looking at right now a bump and run pattern. And if Bitcoin is able to get above a critical downtrending level of resistance, then there would be an argument to be made that Bitcoin just bottomed out yesterday and that we may be about to go into a very bullish January of 2021. We're going to be talking about why Bitcoin is still in a downtrend, whether or not an uptrend is about to begin. And we're also going to be talking about the fact that Bitcoin has, according to the news media anyway, died 45 times this year and has died 438 times ever since January of 2010. Obviously, it's still doing pretty well for itself considering it is up about 100 million percent from when it was created. We got a lot to talk about today, guys, and it is going to be a great show. Thank you very much for your patience there with that technical difficulty. I am joined, as always, by Mr. T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? I'm, I'm continuing the tradition that uh, Smay started yesterday, that if your team gets smashed in a bowl game, uh, you rep them the next day. <laughs> so uh, I almost feel like Tech it was day. fate, you know? Uh, yeah, today is Virginia Tech's day to, uh, you know, but that's the end of that era. Moving forward, it's going to be good. Had a good morning workout. Oh, what'd you uh, do? You know, raised my uh, small-time PR. I, last week I did 525 on deadlift. Today I did 545. Ooh. Uh, so, again, give me give me like two months, and I'm going to try to get 600. So that means again. Tim's doing on one side what my max is, but also like plus 50. That's yeah, insane. Kind of. That's kind crazy. Of, sort of, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Tim's a big guy. And you should pump the like button uh, to pump him up because he yeah. should be happy about that. Anyway, we're also joined as always by Smay. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Sorry about the audio problem. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to do what I get to do every single day, and it's my favorite thing, favorite time of the day. I get to shout out three special members, and those members are Crypto Alchemist, Matthew Campbell, and Stanley Bukakis. You guys are the best. You guys are awesome. You guys are absolutely awesome. All right, that's it. Cool. Well, we're also joined as always by Kelly. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing excellent. I'm um, muted. We're just. I don't know what it is with audio it. today. Pressing I got all it. the buttons today. Well, you know what? We're coming on. The, we're coming up on the end of the year, uh, and I just want to take this moment to say how humbly thankful and honored I am to uh, have been able to join the team here. Oh. And I want to thank all the all the all the guests. Uh, not guests. Well, you are guests. We we hope to host you, and that you are are you know. I don't know what I'm saying. I love you all. Thank you so much, and thank you everybody Sorry, for watching nice. throughout the year. And uh, you know, we're having audio issues. I hear in my throat. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me reset. Okay. And T-Shroom? T-Shroom, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. Happy to be here. Super excited. Uh, Kelly and I are going to be going through the most ex- uh, important events in crypto uh, this last year. So if you have one in mind, hit me up at T-Shroom. Tell me what event you thought was really important this year in crypto. Can we get a one in chat for T-Shroom's awesome shirt? I think that's where the sound went. He's got all the sound waves on his shirt. He stole all makes of them, sense. so that's why we didn't have any audio. That you know, that actually makes sense. That's probably what happened. T-Shroom is a musician, so he just went <laughs> stole it from us. But anyway, guys, our story headlines for today are Bitcoin has died 438 times in its history. In fact, only in the last year, it has died 45 times, according to the news media. And funnily enough, the number of times that Bitcoin has died has a chart 
that we're going to do some technical analysis on. Stay tuned for that. You're really going to not want to miss that. Mexico is also confirming that it is going to be attempting to launch a CBDC by 2024. That is a big deal. Mexico is a very large economy. It is the third largest economy in North America behind only America, uh, behind the United States of America and Canada. So it launching a CBDC would make it, if I recall correctly, the largest nation by GDP that has ever attempted a central bank digital currency other than China. China has obviously also attempted to do that. But what we're going to do right now, guys, we're going to move straight into CoinMarketCap and we are going to go ahead and dive into what's going on. As you guys know, Bitcoin is down just a little bit in the last 24 hours, but not by much because it has had a bit of a bounce. If I show you over on the price action chart, you will see that it did undergo a bit of a rally in the last 12 hours. We bottomed out down here around $45,980. Remember what we said yesterday is the bottom at $45,000 or somewhere in that region. Looks like that's what occurred. Ever since then, Bitcoin has attempted a rally and we rallied all the way back up to 47.7 this morning, just about three hours ago. And we're currently in a small corrective movement ever since then. We're going to talk about this price action quite a bit here in a minute, but I want to jump back onto CoinMarketCap and keep you up to date on what the altcoins are doing. Ethereum's down a percentage and a half. Binance is down a percentage and a half. And by the way, we're going to be looking at Binance Coin and Algo here at the top of the show. And then at the end of the show, we're also going to be looking at Phantom and Near Protocol. You guys are constantly asking about those. So you were finally going to get what you asked for. Tether is not moving. Hopefully that's the way it should be. Solana's down half a percent. Cardano's down one and a half percent. We actually talked about ADA on ATB yesterday. It's a very interesting project. I'm a big fan of ADA and I have to accumulate quite a bit down here. XRP is holding steady. Luna is up and Polkadot is down 2%. Looking at the last 24 hours, we can see there's actually several very large gainers. And this is a good sign to me. If people are willing to go and buy into different cryptocurrencies like Gnosis, which just jumped into the top 100. I don't remember if it was in the top 100. I think it just got into it. Jumped up 28% in the last 24 hours. I'll go up 14, 15%. If people are willing to go in and play in the altcoin market, then that means that they're confident in Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's very rare that you'll see the altcoins doing very well if Bitcoin and Ethereum are not. Quite simply, the reason that I've been able to ascertain that that happens is because because people want to have some security as the foundation of their portfolio. I think that's very smart. Over 70% of my personal portfolio is in Bitcoin and Ethereum combined. I'd use the rest of it to invest in smaller caps. Even something as small, even something as large as ADA is a little bit more risky than Ethereum because it's competing against Ethereum and Ethereum is obviously miles ahead. So my point is, if people are willing to buy into altcoins, which is what it takes to cause them to rally double digits, even when Bitcoin is moving sideways or moving to the downside, that indicates to me that the market sentiment is shifting more in a more confident direction which is a good foundation moving into the new year. A lot of good projects that you would know being up. Cosmos is up. That's a great project, one we haven't talked too much about here on the channel. XMR Monero up 8%. Very interesting. Haven't seen too much about it in a while. As I said, Algo's up 15%. We're going to talk about it here in just a second. As far as the biggest losers, we're looking at Icon. Unfortunately, this is uh, we talked about Icon a couple days ago. I got some flack for this, but I said Icon uh, price-wise is a dead project. It might not be a dead project as far as what the development is doing, but you got to realize that if Icon wants to have a, an uh, all-time high run and continue to um, do very well like it was doing in 2017, it has some stiff competition, and I think it's going to be very difficult for it to keep up. So it's down. Uniswap is down 4%. Not the end of the world. Uniswap Swap's worth $10 billion is definitely doing very well for itself, and Kusama's down 4% as well. Overall, it's a pretty neutral day, but the Bulls actually, even though it doesn't look like it on the uh, top 10 list here, are actually winning out in the majority of the cryptocurrencies, which is a very, very good thing. Now, let's go ahead and jump on into our 
uh, Market Pulse and jump into our uh, snapshot here. And we're going to look at Binance Coin. I believe I have a chart already up for this. I do. Here we go. So Binance, as we've talked about recently, is a project that is extremely well, largely because of its parent. Um, it does have, you know, the, uh, the smart chain and everything. And there is quite a lot of development going on on Binance. The issue with Binance is just like with Solana, both of them are relatively centralized cryptocurrencies. And as I've talked about many times, if you pull out decentralization from a cryptocurrency, then there's no point in building a cryptocurrency because you'd rather build a centralized network because a centralized network is almost always going to be faster, more efficient than a decentralized network, except it will be vulnerable to attack. So if you're going to build a centralized cryptocurrency, if you're going to build a centralized protocol, then you might as well build it completely centralized and not try and parade it around as a cryptocurrency because at the end of the day, you're really just going to be slowing yourself down. If you want a centralized network, then you don't then make a centralized network and don't worry about consensus mechanisms because it will slow down the project. That being said, Binance and Solana are worth nearly $100 billion for a reason. They are both very powerful tools that do have a lot of adoption. Binance Coin, for example, has been in a massive ascending triangle pattern for the last six, seven months, ever since the all-time high run to $700 in May. And by the way, I'm not saying that Binance Coin and Solana won't perform well. I'm saying I'm ideologically opposed to them, and I think that it's going to be difficult to uh, for them to sustain the growth that they have into the next 10, 15 years. That's what I'm saying. And if they do, by the way, I don't think that would be good for cryptocurrency, at least in my opinion. As far as Binance Coin is concerned, it's in a massive ascending triangle pattern right here. We're currently trading sideways above a support level at five. $500. $500 is, of course, a big even. It's between zero and a thousand. $500 is important because it is a psychological barrier. It is the support as well that Binance Coin has bounced off of several times. And take a look here at what the market's doing. It's kind of falling to the ground and bouncing and getting smaller bounces like a little ball. You drop a rubber ball on the ground, big bounce, medium bounce, small bounce, tiny bounce very small bounce. That's kind of what we're seeing right now. And whenever a market does that, oftentimes it means that level of support is going to break based purely off of looking at the candlesticks. I have a feeling this is going to break to the downside or keep trading sideways. And we're probably going to come down here and test this uptrending level of support. Kelly, do you have any thoughts on Binance coin as far as the technicals that you're seeing? Uh, no, everything you said is just spot on. Yeah, and it does have a bullish MACD cross that came in about a week ago. There's a bearish MACD cross coming in right now. We've obviously had a drop uh, we saw a pretty major drop from about $570, pulled all the way back down. Take a look at the rally, guys. The rally is not done yet. Obviously, we could keep moving to the upside here, but whenever you drop, let's see, how far did we drop? 11%, and you've only managed to rally in the bounce 3%, and obviously, moving to the upside is sometimes you want to have bigger percentages than to the downside because of just the way logarithms work. That's not very encouraging to me. This does not paint a great picture for me in the short term, and by the short term, I mean the next seven days or so. I think we probably will see a break to the downside. How However, that being said, I think Binance Coin will perform very well moving on into the next couple of years. I just have a I have um, concerns about its longevity because if something happens to the if something happens to the company Binance, then Binance Coin is not SOL, but it's probably going to drop below the top 25 just because it's going to have to stand on its own two feet and not ride the brand that is Binance Coin. I've said the same thing about Crypto.com. It's not that Crypto.com is a bad project. It's just that it is a brand valuation, not so much a utility value like Ethereum and Bitcoin are, and that is where the longevity of a cryptocurrency project really comes in. With that said, let's go ahead and take a look at Algorand. 
Algo is currently in a very interesting pattern. We had a symmetrical triangle pattern right here that it attempted to break bullish out of. That didn't happen. We pulled to the downside and it's currently sitting around $1.50. It has also this downtrending uh, trend line right here that it has been respecting quite a bit. We briefly fell below it and now we're rallying back up above it. And I'm seeing right now as I'm looking at this that an inverse head and shoulders pattern may be forming here on Algo. You can see the left shoulder head and right shoulder there. If that were to form, we would see a neckline right there. If we extrapolate that, then the price target would be about $2.20. So that's some basic analysis there on algo is let's take a look at our oscillators because that's pretty much all i'm seeing as far as price action is concerned i take that back actually i can look here uh we saw a major red candlestick and then two green candlesticks that were very powerful this indicates to me that the bears tried and failed to institute a new downtrend so that's a good sign looks like rsi sitting up here at 56 that means we're in the bullish control zone you're going to want to see rsi uh set a new higher high above 57. If it doesn't do that, then you're definitely going to be a little concerned about this market. MACD is quite bullish. And if we take a look down here at Cypher, uh, Cypher gave you a buy signal about a, about a week ago, probably about right here would have been a decent time to buy based on what Cypher is saying. But of course, that has now passed and it now might be telling you something else. Let's just take a look and see how that did. Eh, that performed pretty well. So that's my thoughts on Algo, guys. It looks like it's probably going to do pretty well over the next seven days, but it also looks like it is going to have some it's going to have a bit of a hard time getting up here because I think there's also another downtrend that I'm seeing right here. And there is, aha, see, this is really interesting. There's a downtrend right there on the four hourly chart for Algo USD, and we're actually trying to break bullish out of it right now. So if we do manage to break bullish out of that, that's going to be a very good sign. Algo looks like it's in a much better bullish setup than Binance Coin is right now, at least from the preliminary analysis that I have done. With that said, let's go ahead and jump straight into our first checking in with the chat and see how the community is doing, guys. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Make sure to smash the living daylights out of that button let's see uh, smash the living daylights out of that button smash the living daylights out of that like button and also subscribe to the channel because we are trying to bring you the highest quality most educational most informational content here on crypto youtube in the field of technical analysis so make sure to hit that like button and if you're not so violent you don't have to smash it you can just click it i mean you can yeah, but that's what, 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 what's the fun in that though yeah some people aren't so violent you know you can, yeah. you can tickle it you call just, me violent just tickle, yeah. it. Just tickle the like tickle button. Just, button. Just, tickle just take the, the cursor right over turn it, it blue nice gentle click you can give it a nice little click. While you're there, you know, you can go over that subscribe button. If you yeah, know, you hit yeah, that you can go over well. that subscribe button. You know, I'm, it'd be really cool if we hit 210K subs by the end of the year. We're only, we're only a thousand away. Yeah. We have, a, we have a comment from APZ, who's been a member for two months as a Jebi Youngling. So, first of all, thank Woo, you, APZ. Thank you so much to our members. Team. Uh, but he just wanted to say, loving the show. I, I don't know if APZ is a girl or a guy. So, they wanted to say, loving the show as always. Uh, thank you so much. That's the safe answer nowadays. Yeah, I, I, do, I just don't want to offend anybody. Um, let's see here. We got one from Zach Tate saying, good afternoon to you all from London. I am interested in rotating some of my ETH position into Solana. I told you. Does I, the ETH over Solana chart suggest I would be getting a better, a good deal moving it now? Uh, I, I'm probably not going to have time to look at the ETH, the, the Solana over ETH chart. But what I can tell you is that I think you're not alone in that sentiment. I've talked about this for the last couple of weeks and because I've done it myself. I think a lot of people have made just a killing on Ethereum and they're taking that money and they're rotating it into other projects like Solana. Um, is now a good time to buy Solana? Um, you know, I haven't done... Solar well, ETH's in a symmetrical triangle pattern that could be taking out here soon. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Let me look at it real quick. We got time. Solana Ethereum. Oh, dear. Dang, you're right. It is. Take a look at this, guys. We have a flat level of uh, support right there. You're looking at Sol ETH. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see that. It's in a... 
It's in a bull flag, actually, is what it's doing. Take a look. Look at the four hourly chart side. Yeah. You're looking at four hourly no, chart. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the last like four months. It's in a bull flag that would put that yeah. would say a theory, that uh, Solana could double. So that's a double against Ethereum it's, if it yeah. followed through on that. It's, would, it's not a bad thought because I, I I think we've talked about on the show before. This is not saying Ethereum's going to die. It's it just is. saying I think Ethereum's going to go into a season of some sideways slash downward movement. So yep. a lot of coins are probably going to be a gainer on Ethereum. Yeah, and the thing you got to realize too is that there is a lot of money locked on Ethereum, but there's a lot of money locked on Solana too, guys. There's a lot of money in the DeFi space that's being built on top of Solana, and Solana is performing exceptionally well as far as its transactional throughput. Now, there are some issues that they've had recently with their blockchain, but it has a lot of adoption going on, and any layer one protocol that you build smart contracts on is only as valuable as the smart contracts that are built on top of it. If you build this giant six-lane highway and nobody builds anything on it, then what was the point of building it? You should have left it a dirt road, right? That's kind of what Solana is doing, is trying to build a very fast uh, very efficient blockchain, albeit it's sacrificing decentralization. And uh, it does actually have quite a lot of things being built on top of it. I, do, I, I don't know if we'll be able to find this graphic during the show, Kelly, if you might be able to find something like this. About six months ago, I saw I saw a side-by-side picture of six months ago, what's built on Solana, and right now what's built on Solana. It's insane, the amount of development that's gone on on that project. It makes sense that it's sitting at number five. I just don't know that it should, personally. Yeah, we got another one here from Zach Tate. Nope, right. sorry, just read Zach Tate. Eric Liddell saying, Ooh. I was gifted I was gifted a deeper network node in trying to load it up I was was reminded how much I hate ethereum gas <laughs> fees were ridiculous I heart binance smart chain yeah, no, like I said, Binance and Solana have some great tech, and they're very powerful chains. The issue is they're not decentralized. And Solana is not decentralized in the way that all the to- all the coins and so- uh, the coins were and tokens were distributed at the beginning and the way it's governed and everything. And Binance coin is not de- is not central is not decentralized because it has the name Binance in it. You, it can be the most decentralized blockchain in the world that you want, but if Binance goes belly up tomorrow, Binance coin crashes, even if it has the best technology. You know, there, there's a there's a common misunderstanding in business that goes, if you build it, they will come. No. Mm. That's not the case. It's not if you build it, they will come. What is true is that if you provide value, then they might come. See how that works? Value is something that people actually receive. Just building it is just one-sided. But if you're actually providing value, then that means someone's receiving it. I'm not saying that Binance doesn't deliver value. It absolutely does. But if you pull that brand out from under it, then that is going to uh, that is going to make a very it's going to make it very hard for Binance to continue. Well, uh, let's go ahead and jump back into Bitcoin. But before we do, I want to bring you a word from one of our sponsors who is actually our CPA. Shout out to Lorenzo because he is the person who handles our cryptocurrency taxes. And he is the person who is has given us so much great, real, actual financial advice on how to handle all of our cryptocurrency and make sure that it's all safe and sound. He's helped us with tax deferral. He's helped us with you know legal ways to reduce our tax burden for the new year because obviously we have a lot of cryptocurrency that we have to make sure we are in full compliance with because we would never ever endorse anything illegal but obviously there are a lot of ways within the law to reduce your tax burden and obviously I don't know about you I don't want to pay any more money to Uncle Sam than I have to I'd much rather keep that money here in crypto he is a fantastic CPA he's very talented and he is a sponsor of this show if you'd like to see more about him and you'd like to learn more about him there are links in the description box down below you can schedule a call with him free consultation and you can also check out the interview that I did with him on the channel not too long ago it was back about two and a half weeks ago we talked for about half an hour if you'd like to get a feel of what his character is. I think he's an integral guy. I think he is someone that is going to be very helpful for you. And by the way, there's only two days left in the year. So it's probably a good idea to go ahead and talk to him like literally right now because you have two days to do some of the strategies that will help to reduce your tax bill moving on into the new year because January 1st doesn't matter because the year's over. So you definitely want to talk to him. The link is down below. 
But with that said, let's go ahead and jump straight on to some Bitcoin technical analysis because we have a lot to talk about. Remember what we talked about yesterday? We said Bitcoin was potentially about to be bottoming out around $45,000. As I mentioned earlier, Bitcoin did overnight drop down to $45,900. So it actually managed to hold relatively fast above some of the levels that we were looking at. If you remember to yesterday's show as well, we drew four different major trend lines. You can see all four of them in this. It's either green or yellow. You guys can make fun of me in the chat for me not knowing which one it is. It, I literally can't tell. It looks like a neon green, but I have no idea. It might be yellow. Either way, whatever color these lines are, we drew four of them, and one of them is based on the, uh, the uh, these highs right here in April, and then this one here in September, the day that El Salvador formally adopted Bitcoin. We also have an uptrend right here, constituted by these highs on the 25th of May, uh, the 14th of June, a high here on the 31st of July, and then some bottoms over here in September. Then we also have another uptrend right here. And then we also have another uptrend that goes all the way back to December 17th, 2019, that runs all the way up through here. This is very interesting because what these four trend lines basically do is it basically gives us an hourglass zone of support right here, as you can see. And we talked about yesterday how we're likely to bounce off of the zone that these create in a few different ways. And it looks like we actually bounced off of the top of this zone. It looks like we actually didn't get down into it so far. What we've done to this point is we've actually bottomed on the trend line right here that started back on the 25th of May. And we've actually attempted to put a bottom in just like that. If we zoom in onto the four hourly chart, you can see exactly what Bitcoin is doing here. This trend line connects two bottoms back over here on December 17th and December 20th as well. We have V bottom down here. And right now we are testing this downtrending level of resistance. If you'll remember back to the intro, I said I said that Bitcoin needs to get back up above a critical level of resistance, a downtrending level of resistance, and people are calling it a bump and run pattern. This downtrend right here, which has been in play ever since the 9th of November, also has a touch here on the 14th of November and the 30th of November, we are currently right beneath it. So the two trend lines that you need to pay attention to are the one is the one uh, support trend line that we saw began on May 25th, and then this downtrending level of resistance that we saw begin on November the 9th. These trend lines are uh, the are the major uh, players for support and resistance right now in Bitcoin. We're currently basically putting together a symmetrical triangle pattern in between these, and depending on how Bitcoin breaks here is going to determine how the next couple of weeks go, to be honest with you, because if Bitcoin somehow and for some reason breaks bearish down here into this support zone, then that's obviously going to mean that we're setting lower candle bodies on the four hourly chart than we have yet, and that is going to bring about more bearishness, and that could see Bitcoin go down to $42,000, maybe 43 or 44. However, if Bitcoin bounces and breaks to the upside here, then we could do something like a W bottom, a double bottom here, as we saw back on uh, December the 17th and December the 20th. That would be very bullish, and that would lead to a rally moving into the next couple of weeks. So the next couple of weeks are really going to be decided in the next couple of days, at least in my opinion. I still think no matter what Bitcoin does here, that quarter one is going to be pretty bullish, and that quarter two is going to be even more bullish moving into 2022. I have been saying for the last six months that I think Bitcoin will hit 100K. I started saying this in May, by the way, when Bitcoin was down at $35,000. It's all it's all recorded on YouTube. I've been saying that Bitcoin is probably going to hit $100,000 around February, March, or April of 2022. That's what I still stand by. I think that that is realistic. And to be honest with you, it could even be higher than that. But I want to be a, I want to be a little bit conservative because I don't want to get our hopes up too high and then have them crushed. But the point here is Bitcoin is in a decision point and it looks just like this. So let's try and find out what decision Bitcoin might make through our analysis here. First thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the MACD. MACD obviously went bullish. That's a very good thing. The last several times that Bitcoin went bullish down here below the zero level, we went into pretty major uptrends. I'll go ahead and draw all four of the previous times that that has occurred in a major way, and I will show you what Bitcoin did in these instances. If we go back to our price action chart, we can see that these three MACD crosses back here eventually 
keyword eventually led to this rally. This MACD cross right here led to this rally. Now, take a note of this. This downtrend back here around thirty dollars to $38,000 lasted for two and a half months. So we had some bullish MACD crosses that did not immediately lead to a rally. But the point is, the MACD was moving to the upside. We were having literal MACD divergence. Bottoms were getting lower on price action. Bottoms were getting higher on MACD. It was a very good setup. And that's why uh, people believe that $30,000 would be the bottom. Now, I told you guys back then that we could go down to $24,000, but I thought, you know, there's probably a pretty good chance that we're going to bottom around 30. It was always in the cars that we could have gone lower, though, but we didn't. What we're looking at right now is something similar to what we saw in June, early June. In fact, uh, June the 1st, we saw a bullish MACD cross followed by a rally, and now it looks like we're about to see a bearish MACD cross, and then probably in the next two to three weeks, we're going to see another bullish MACD cross, and then we're going to see the market start pushing back to the upside. Just because we're about to have a bearish MACD cross does not mean that the market is about to go under a giant uh, is about to undergo a giant crash. In fact, just like before, we're seeing a downtrend form on the price action and we're seeing an uptrend form on the MACD. That is MACD divergence instead of RSI divergence is MACD divergence. But oh wait, by the way, let's talk about RSI divergence because at the moment we're also seeing, generally speaking, uh, the market moving to the downside. I'm going to go to a clean chart just to make this a little easier. I don't want to get rid of Top Hat Guy. That's from a couple streams ago. We have a downtrend more or less forming here on the price action. You can argue it's a rounding bottom, but the point is there's also uh, rising bottoms here on the RSI. That is indicative that we are seeing bullish RSI divergence. So we're seeing bullish RSI divergence and bullish MACD divergence. Both of those things are very, very good. But the other thing I want you to keep in mind is that Bitcoin is still very much in the bearish control zone. It's sitting down here around 41. This is not over yet, guys. We're not out of the woods and just in a giant rally. We said that the other day uh, back on, what was it? It would have been Tuesday, back before Bitcoin had this drop. We said, hey, look, guys, Bitcoin looks very bullish right now at $51,000. And we do think it's going to break to the upside. In fact, pretty much all of our predictions for Friday were wrong because we thought it would. But we also said something very important. It has not confirmed the breakout yet, so be very careful about trading it. Go back to Tuesday's stream. I said that probably five times on that stream. It has not confirmed the breakout, so be very careful about entering a long position. And then what happened the next day? $500 million worth of longs got liquidated because people jumped into the trade too early. That's why we wait for confirmation, and that's what we have not seen yet. I do think the next month is going to be bullish, but we haven't seen confirmation of that yet, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Anyway, as far as some of our other technical indicators are concerned, we're currently sitting pretty close to the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. Volatility has basically gone down to nothing. Bollinger Bands are very, very constricted right now. And remember, one of the most important things that you'll know about Bollinger Bands this is probably third or fourth, actually, of all the things in the Bollinger Bands. Simple-looking indicator, incredibly complex and incredibly powerful, uh, is whenever that there is constriction, on the Bollinger Bands, that normally precedes a large movement. And the reason for that is that markets are cyclical. Markets typically will move from a period of high volatility to a period of low volatility. Right now, Bitcoin is in a period of low volatility, so you better expect in the next couple of weeks that we are going to have a period of high volatility. It's very rare that Bitcoin is just going to trade sideways. Support and resistance is going to get broken. Whales are going to buy and sell $100 million uh, trades, and it is going to move the market. So just be looking out for that. Now, another thing, and I want to throw it to Tim for this. I've thrown it to you for this almost every single day in the last several weeks. Yeah. Volume is getting low lower and lower and lower. Does this mean that we're getting farther into a Wyckoff accumulation phase? Well, so when you say it's getting lower, what chart are you looking at right now? I am looking at uh, Bitstamp and Fair enough, it actually has had two days of jump, but the 20 EMA that runs through the volume yes. is moving to the downside. Well, so so it is a little bit. What, what I did was I looked, really. I looked at a couple different things. So for example, let's just say you guys were looking at, you looked up Bitcoin of US dollar and you were looking at uh, Bitfinex 
which is the TradingView version, yep. you would make the argument, they're saying, oh, the volume's low. If you go to Coinbase, Coinbase the volume exploded. Yep. If you go to tra- uh, uh, Bitstamp, it's going a little up. And then the last one I was looking at was Binance. Binance is kind of weird because it sporadically does, but it, it, it's up as well. What I did is I wanted the daily chart and did BLX. As a whole, the volume is slightly up right now. So what I want to do, Jeb, just to help them out, go to the sure. Coinbase one because that's going to be the most extreme one yep. to really show what I'm kind of looking at here. All right, so here's the problem. As I said before, when, when you're looking at Wyckoff accumulation phase, which I still firmly believe we're in, there is something about phase C. Phase C is where we hit the spring and then we start to rally and we have signs of strength. And there are things that have to happen, but sometimes phase C to phase D transitions are really hard to predict. And unfortunately, this was a thing where I thought we were transitioning to phase D and I was wrong. But what confirms to me that I was wrong and that confirms to me, okay, no, no, we're still in phase C is looking at the volume during this peak. The volume should have gone up. And what confused me was that one green bar of volume that increased during that large. I thought that when I saw that bar of volume, I was like, oh, here we go. 15th of December. That's the confirmation we need. Uh, It. Yeah, no, no, it was on the 23rd of December. Oh, I I'm see. I'm looking at the 4-hour yeah. chart, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was oh, during the 4-hour okay. time period. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. to me, I, but what I should have seen after that was an increased amount of continual up in uh, volume, upping in volume of the bars. We didn't see that. Upping. It, it, it actually, yeah, I create words on the show all the time. <laughs> it actually went down. And, and then we see the volume come back in as we fall back down. What does this communicate? We weren't ready yet. The whales were seeing, hey, we actually didn't shake the market out. What what is what are they trying to do right now? What is the accumulation phase trying to communicate to you, the retail investor, about what the whales are doing? They are shaking out the market. They are getting rid of shaking out the supply because at the end of the day, the what makes the price go up in economics is when demand is oversupply. As long as there's a heavy amount of supply and there's less demand, the price should go down. So they keep bringing the price back down to shake out, get rid of that volume. And so what I'm looking at right here, right here, guys, I I don't think the bottom is in. So the, the whole the point of the stream, mm. the, the statement, is the bottom in? I don't think so. And I yeah. said this the other day on Twitter, if we had held that 47.7, which it looked like there was a chance we could, we could have called that the bottom. But as soon as we broke that with some confidence, I told people we are going to 45. We did not go to 45. We went to 46. And look what happened. We bounced off of 46 with extremely high volume. What does that mean? There's a lot of supply still happening there. What do the whales want to do? They want to shake out that supply. So to me, when you put all that together, have the whales shook out the supply yet? No. And I think this is a good thing because I said this a couple weeks ago. I actually really like for this accumulation phase to carry over into January. Yeah, me too. The, that fake out that we saw on the 20th of December where it looked like we had a spring with some good volume going up, that was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're gonna break early. That That's fine, it, it's not what I thought would happen, it's not what I would prefer to happen, but I, I wanna make money, so this is good. But it turns out, no, we are going to continue to elongate this accumulation phase, which unfortunately is boring. It, it, it's, it makes people not interested. It discourages a lot of people, which is exactly what the whales want. But if you can hang on, if you can watch this price action happen, wait for 45. Wait for – there could be a wick that goes all the way to 42. I'm not – I don't think that's out of the cards yet. Mm-hmm. But just so you guys know, this is the game. The game is – Get rid of the supply, get the supply low so that demand gets oversupply, and then boom, it takes off. Can you hold on for that? Can you continue to wait? I know you've been waiting for, what is this, weeks now. 
uh, an entire month, four, you've been waiting for four weeks of boring price action. Can you hold on a little bit more? And if you yep. can, you're going to make some money. Yeah, because patience is the thing that's going to bring you gains in the cryptocurrency market. Not getting lucky on a Dogecoin or a Sheep, guys. I've been in the crypto market for four and a half years. And the reason that I'm successful in crypto is because I'm here every single day reading these markets, even when they're boring. Let me give you an example of that. I've shown this example many times on the channel. You know that I'm a YouTuber and I upload every single day, more or less. For the first three years of this channel, I probably missed you know, 30 uploads in a thousand days. And I remember back here during September, October, and November, drop a one in chat if you remember this time period in Bitcoin. This was literally the most boring period, the most boring time in cryptocurrency that I've ever witnessed. And I've been here for almost half a decade, which is crazy. I've almost been here a quarter of my life. That's how long I've been in crypto based on the percentage of my life. During this time, I made a video every single day. I didn't just follow the crypto markets. I didn't just study the crypto markets. I didn't just look for investments. I didn't just trade every once in a while. I didn't just do, I didn't just work in crypto. I also ran a crypto YouTube channel while Bitcoin was ranging in a range that at its extreme was 10%, which sounds like a lot if you come from the stock world. It is nothing in the span of Bitcoin. Volatility just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And you know what happened? Interest dropped. And that's why Bitcoin dropped all the way down to $3,200. But you know what? The people that held on and stayed here during this time had three months of not having to worry about making profitable trades, and they had three months to do nothing but learn. And the people that stayed through that time, Kelly's one of them. He was here back then. He remembers that time. With the people that were here during that time made a lot of money, not because the market was volatile, but because they spent that time investing in their education because there was nothing else to do. There wasn't blockchain games. There weren't NFTs to go and trade. There weren't a hundred million different small cap altcoins. There were some, but there just wasn't the kind of opportunity in crypto that there that there is now. People that invest in patience are the ones that will succeed in crypto. Trying to pick the right crypto at the end of the day is not the thing that's going to make you successful. The mindset that leads you to how you pick that crypto and how you work in it is what will make you successful. But with that said, let's go ahead and take a look here at Lux Algo. Very quick update on this. We've already talked about it. not much has changed. We're still in a uh, we are still in a uh, uh, downtrend, a confirmed downtrend. In fact, Lux Algo has a confirmed downtrend signal that we've been under ever since the, 9th, the 10th of November. We literally got a sell signal at the beginning, and all of these other signals, literally every single one of them, except you might be able to argue this one and this one, are completely and utterly invalid because of the strategy that I use. You use uh, Trend Catcher, you use Lux Oscillator. By the way, tell us in chat if you'd like to see a dedicated video on how I use Lux Algo. I'd be more than happy to do that at some point in the next few months. We might be able to do something like that. We'll see. But drop a one in chat if you'd like to see that. I know we've had a lot of demand for that. Uh, TLDR, Lux Algo is basically saying, yeah, we're still in a downtrend and we have not confirmed an uptrend on four hourly chart or daily chart. Pretty simple. Not going to spend too much time on that. You kind of get the point. Let's go ahead and jump on to Kelly's Twitter, though, because he's got some very interesting on-chain metrics over here. Kelly said, Bitcoin on-chain data printing multiple bullish trend lines, illustrating positive pressure building. Is this the slingshot that will launch Bitcoin price upwards into the new year? And I think that it just may be. This first one is called the Bitcoin Mayor Multiple Bands. I don't have time to explain how the Mayor Multiple works, but but what I will tell you is this, every single time that we're above this central line, this solid line right here, which looks strikingly similar to the weekly 20 exponential moving average. If you want some homework, go and look at that moving average on the weekly, on the monthly chart, excuse me. Whenever we're above this, we're in a bull market. Whenever we're below it, we're in a bear market. And you can see that right now we're sitting right on top of it. It is sitting roughly around $45,000. We're sitting roughly around $45,000. Many times in history, we have used this as support. And I think that we will probably do exactly the same thing again. We can also see this right over here. This is called the MDRV Z score, market cap USD minus realized cap USD over standard deviation of market cap USD. Math stuff, you probably don't care. But the point is we can see that there's an uptrend forming here on the MDRV Z score. 
And let's just compare what we're seeing right now to the last two bull markets. Right over here in 2012 and 2013, we saw higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, blow off top, bear market. 2016, 17, we saw higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, blow off top, bear market. What we're seeing right now are higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, higher lows. We have not seen a blow off top up here into this red zone yet. What does that mean? It means the bull market's not over. Have we not said that from 150 different on-chain and technical analysis points? Yes, I don't think it's over. Now, looking here at this final one, we're going to look at something called the Rupal. This is one that you may have heard of, the, realize, uh, the relative, unre relative unrealized profit and loss. And you can see we're in a strong uptrend here the same way we typically are in previous bull markets. Right now, we are in the optimism and denial. We're not even all the way up here into greed, and we're not even in euphoria. Rupal normally pushes all the way up here above like 75, 80, 90% up into euphoria whenever you end a bull market. We have not done that right now. We are in optimism slash denial. We are in a very comfortable phase of the bull market to be consolidating and converging. And by the way, guys, I told you this a long time ago, like over a year ago, well over a year ago, and I've said it many times since. Bitcoin trading sideways in the middle of a bull market is not a bad thing. In fact, it's one of the best things that can happen to it because it gives time for the industry to develop. It gives time to build market structure. It gives time for you to accumulate, and it gives time for you to learn so that you know how to take advantage of those last two or three months in Bitcoin's bull markets that go blow off and parabolic that are absolutely absurd. There's so much money to be made in the last three months of a bull market in cryptocurrency, but if you don't spend the first two and a half years of the bull market learning how to read those markets and profit in them, then you're going to miss out. That's what happened to me. I got in July 31st of 2017. Bitcoin and crypto was undergoing the biggest explosion in the history of the industry, and I didn't get to make a whole lot out of it because I didn't have money on the sidelines because, well, one, I was 17, but I also hadn't been there for very long, and two, I didn't know what I was doing. So spend this time investing in your own education. That's why we created CT2A. If you want to learn more about technical analysis, you can look at that uh, down below. But Let's go ahead and move on here into a very, very funny uh, segment here. I figured everybody knows about this in 99bitcoins.com, uh, but I showed it to Kelly, and even Kelly wasn't aware of this. I was like, huh, if Kelly doesn't know about this, then I bet a lot of you guys don't know about this, because Kelly knows everything. This is like the first time he's not known something. This website called 99bitcoins.com tracks something called Bitcoin obituaries. Every single time that Bitcoin dies in the media, for example, uh, Bitcoin died, it went belly up, you know, New York, New York Times comes out and posts an op about that. Every single time that happens, uh, 99 Bitcoins logs this, and they've been doing it for over 10 years. You can see the most recent time that Bitcoin died was December 22nd, 2021. Did he just play a soundbite or something? No, when you said 99, I was thinking 99 Bitcoins, but a death ain't one. But a death ain't one. <laughs> Hit me. There you go. Last time it died was, let's see, Bitcoin died eight days ago. Did you guys know that? According to this article, Bitcoin is worse than a Madoff-style Ponzi scheme, and that is posted over on uh, Financial Times when Bitcoin's at $48,000. In a crash, the holders of Bitcoin will collectively have lost what they have pay to the miners for their Bitcoin. This sum may not be far from the sum originally invested with Madoff after accounting for inflation, but Bitcoin holders will have no one to pursue to recover this sum. It will simply have gone up in smoke, a social loss. The holders of Bitcoin then would only wish it had been a Ponzi scheme. Sounds like someone is butthurt because he didn't get into Bitcoin when it was under a thousand bucks, but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong about that. I don't know the guy. Oldest death. Bitcoin apparently died. Funnily enough, you know, you're watching a crypto channel, and uh, it died when I was in fifth grade, uh, December 15th, 2010. Why Bitcoin can't be a currency? Hmm, that's funny because it's a currency of a nation now. I just love reading these things, guys. This is 10 years ago when Bitcoin was trading at 23 cents. Could you imagine if this guy, instead of being a hater, decided, you know, I'll put $5 into it just because... 
you know, maybe, you know, there's a, there's a small chance. He said negative feedback loops like this are basically homeostasis in nature. Positive feedback loops like uh, like exists with Bitcoin are lethal. The only thing that's even kept Bitcoin alive this long is its novelty. It, uh, either it will remain a novelty forever or it will transition from novelty status to dead faster than you can blink by Jordan to winner to winner. That's an interesting name. I don't know how to say that. Here's the deal. Bitcoin didn't die. It became a currency. And you can see right here, 99 Bitcoins tells you how many times it died. Bitcoin died 124 times in 2017. That's funny because I watched it and it wasn't there. I was there for half the year. It didn't die. I don't remember dying. But either way, I just thought this was funny. If you go up to 99 Bitcoins, they actually have a, um, a chart of all the times in history where Bitcoin has died. And obviously, you know, it doesn't look like Bitcoin's dying. kind of looks like it's in the process of going to the moon. But the thing I actually want to show you, because I mentioned we'd be doing some actual analysis on the Bitcoin obituaries chart, which is something I never thought I'd say. Notice all these red dots uh, show a Bitcoin obituary, why Bitcoin's a scam, cryptocurrencies will eventually prove to be worthless, Bitcoin's nothing more than a highly speculative asset, long-term Bitcoin outlook, extreme rally before final death. Notice how rare it is to see a Bitcoin obituary get posted during an uptrend, but then see how common it is for a Bitcoin obituary to get posted when Bitcoin is in a downtrend. Hmm, it's almost like people don't want to say Bitcoin's dying when people are making 50% in a month off of a trillion dollar industry. It's almost like whenever somebody says Bitcoin is dying, they clearly haven't studied their history because fads don't last 13 years. You know what was popular 13 years ago? Healy's. You know what was popular five years ago? Fidget spinners. Who uses fidget spinners anymore other than T. Shroom? He's got two in the office, and we're addicted to them because we're children. But the point is, fads They'll don't never last die. that long. They will never fidget die. Fidget spinners are here to stay Fidget spinners are awesome. But the <laughs> fidget spinners are great. But my point is, the fad died, like, in 2017. Bitcoin didn't. It didn't die 124 times. It didn't die one time. It didn't die, period. It is here to stay. And for that reason, we bring you content on it every single day. Now, final thing, I'm basically just going to read a headline here. I'm not going to jump into too much detail on this because this is three, still three years away. Bank of Mexico confirms CBDC circulation by 2024. We're going to jump into our intermission. But Kelly, I want to ask you a question. Do you think it would be good for the crypto market? And you know, would it be good for Mexico, for Mexico to launch its own CBDC by 2024? I think it, I think any nation launching a CBDC is a great move just in the just in the the concept of moving to towards more digital blockchain sort of environment even even if it's something that uh, say they do the CBDC and they're somewhat resistance to other cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and other stuff for two or three four or five years whatever it is it doesn't matter they're in a way they're getting a lot of infrastructure in place that is for me it's not kind of like if something's going to happen the, the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency sort of, uh, you know, present uh, adoption by major governments in the world is it's a win, you know. So when you have CBDCs and governments talking about that, implementing it, I think it's just one step closer to the, 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 that domino falling. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well, let me ask you this, too, while we're on the topic. What would you... <laughs> You know, the countries are going to end up going two directions. Either one, they're going to adopt a, they're three directions. They're either one, going to adopt a CBDC, two, they're going to adopt a cryptocurrency, or three, they're going to digitize their current currency. Which one of those three do you think, and I'll throw it to Tim, which one of those three do you think would be best for the nation itself? Yeah, the three again are... So they're going to digitize their own currency, yeah. such as the US dollar. They're going to launch a CBDC, which is a new currency, or they're going to adopt a cryptocurrency like how El Salvador did to Bitcoin. Yeah, is there... <laughs> 
Okay, so I, I think that there's a lot of countries that will digitalize their current dollar. I, I guess I thought that that would have been a CBDC. I guess that's my It can be. It just but my isn't, thought it isn't they, always, a CBDC that was backed by the, let's say, the United States, because I'll just use that. I, I expect the United States is going to digitalize the U.S. dollar. It's going to be the CBDC. It's going to be backed by it. It's just going to allow them to go digital. We're already in that realm. I mean, how I, I know that people still do, but in reality, what percentage of money or what percentage of exchanges are made with cash anymore versus credit cards you know when i was growing up uh which i'm older than some of the other people in this room but when i was growing up it was very rare for someone someone might pull out a checkbook but it's still a paper and and then cash that was common credit cards debit cards coming was really big but now it's getting to now now it's like now how many are done credit cards are doing done with phones we're moving more digital every single day so i believe that almost every major country is going to move their current currency into into becoming a cbdc so it can be done digitally the third option you said was the last one was what was them adopting a cryptocurrency like el salvador el salvador i think that some of the smaller countries are going to do that i think it's going to be a minute before we see a country like the united states obviously we're not gonna see china do that anytime soon india seems like they flirt with the idea every two months and then decide to they really don't know what they uh, want yeah so it uh, you know that one i don't really know but I do think it's not long before major countries have their dollars into CBDCs to do it digitally. It even makes sense with all sickness and diseases that can't be named going on. It's one less thing that multiple people have to physically touch. Uh, so it's a, it, I don't think it's a question of if, it's a question of when yeah. for me. Yeah, in the last hundred years, we've gone through about five eras of cash, of money. We've gone through cash. Then we went to checks, which checks are actually not a 20th century invention. There were checks from a thousand years ago in some of the in some of the the Muslim kingdoms in North Africa then we went to um, uh, credit and debit cards then we went to online payments with PayPal which basically revolutionized online payments and now we're moving into cryptocurrencies it's the fifth evolution of money in the last hundred years and I think it is going to be the one that will bring about more economic freedom than we have ever seen in the history of mankind because decentralization puts the power back in the people's hand rather than the power in the central bank's hand and I also want to highlight something he said whenever you have a cryptocurrency being adopted you're probably going to see it being adopted Adopted mainly on smaller nations that don't have control over the over the economics of their own currency. Uh, the, the United States doesn't want to adopt Bitcoin because it doesn't have control over the economics of Bitcoin, but it does over the U.S. dollar. So with that said, let's go ahead and read some super chats, and we're going to jump straight into Ethereum here in a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, we have a good amount. So Duramax, our faithful, he gives almost daily. I don't think I saw him For yesterday. For real, thank but, you, uh, Duramax. He gives just to say ADA gang. I know. You got to throw that in there. ADA gang. So, let's go. Uh, I need but, some. I need some hashtag ADA gangs in the chat. Yeah. Never die. Ethan Phillips said. <laughs> Uh, good morning, all. I have been inspired by TA by Tim's TA over the year. Yeah, I wonder if he has any advice for beginners wanting to do the same. Yeah, actually, Ethan, this is really good. I, I was contemplating making a video about this. Um, you should. Uh, so this is what I would say, Ethan: Do not be afraid of failure. And mm. for anyone who's been watching Tim do TA over the last ten months, twelve months. Something like that. You will see failure after failure after failure. And it, as I just talked about, I don't know what, 20 minutes ago, I, I would call it a failure. Like I thought the price going up, you know, it, even though I really want you guys to think for yourself, I do understand that a lot of people listen to what I say and listen to what Jeb says and they'd make their investments off of it. So therefore, I am going to give you my best and most honest opinion at all times. Please continue to do your own research. Please make decisions for yourself. But I'm very aware you guys listen to us and make decisions. So when I when something does something that I don't think it's going to do, I take that pretty you know heavily and I try to learn from it. So Ethan, do the same thing. Every single time you're wrong, I think... Uh, you know, we were talking the other day, Kelly was talking about the way he viewed that bad trade. He didn't mm-hmm. view it as a loss. He viewed it as a, a tuition. tuition, you know, learn to be okay with failure, learn to be okay with being wrong. And also my other thing is 
Continue to ask questions to people. I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had with Jeb in this office where I'm learning TA, I'm doing TA, and I, I ask him a question that he enlightens a whole new world for me with things, or it actually makes him go back and question mm-hmm. some things, and, and he gets better. Yep. So your questions will not only make you better, but your questions will make everyone around you better. Uh, those are my two things. Don't be afraid of failure and ask a lot of questions. That's a great answer, Tam. I love that. Absolutely second all that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we got uh, time for a couple more before we move yeah, into Yeah, let's Ethereum. see here. Uh, uh, Captain Crusoe said positive, straightforward, accurate content. Thank you so much, oh, Captain. Thank you. That's what we're going for. I appreciate uh, that. Clinton Query said thoughts on VLaunch. <laughs> uh, I'm not invested in it. Those are my only thoughts. Yeah, Luke Zaldana said, uh, you don't think this is exactly the accumulation we saw in May, June, July? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, no, I, I do think it is. I think it's not. I mean, it's not the same accumulation. It's a because smaller it, time because frame. It's not but May, I, June, and July, but yeah. it's very similar. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. And by the way, in case you didn't realize, the on-chain metrics were screaming bullish back then also, and we still mm-hmm. traded sideways for two months. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happened? Bitcoin more than doubled. Well, what happened was months. everyone kept screaming 25, 25, 25, 25. We never made it to 25. Yep. Nope. Uh, the 20, I mean, some people scream like 10 or 18, yeah. but the most predominant one was 25. Yep. Never made it there. Absolutely. Uh, right. Cryptosaurus Rex said, I never knew one could make clicking the like buttons. Okay. Sound. Uh, yeah. I feel we are all now in the next step of Crypto Bond. Thank you, Cryptosaurus Rex. Thank you, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Guys, <laughs> make sure to hit the like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,200 likes yeah. here in the next couple of minutes. It yeah, helps no, us in the algorithm. We all did, for those of you who missed it, we were just joking with the like button, how to click it. Click the like button. Click the like button. It, first of all, it helps us in the algorithm. If you like the content, hit it. If you don't like it, hit the dislike twice. Yeah, uh, so we know you really hate it. But the other thing is, stole guys, that from I want to make sure that we, Graham Stephan. we have some big stuff coming. <laughs> you want to subscribe to the channel as well. So please yeah. consider hitting the subscribe what button. What do we have coming tomorrow, We have a video popping out tomorrow. I think Smay kind of talked about it. We've never done a video like this. It is going to have the most... Uh, the most work done. I don't think any video we've ever produced has as much work going into it as th- that video. Uh, countless man hours. T-Shroom, how many hours do you think you worked on that project? Uh, man hours? Yeah. Well, in terms of the man hours that I spent, I'd say <laughs> by, by the man hour quantity, probably north of 24 hours. Oh, so that's the man hour multiple? Is that what that yeah. is? As a man. It, it, as a man. Yeah, <laughs> Smay showed me a clip that's of it. I'm, I haven't got to see it. I know details about what's in it. But this was a T-Shroom, Smay, and Jeb project. I am Mainly super excited to watch Smay project. This. I'm uh, super excited to watch it, too. And by the way, guys, we have so much... Con- Our vision for the for, for the new year is we want to be making content where we're like, man, this could go on television. It's so good. That's how that's what we want to be able to do in the new year. So stay tuned. I know we cut our two afternoon videos. We did that for a reason, yep. and you're about to see why. Yep. Uh, do you want to keep reading? Let's a do one more. more. Jump Let's All do right. One so more. we have one from Line Drive Gaming saying thoughts on massive head and shoulders Bitcoin pattern. Talked about this a little bit yesterday, yeah. but do you want, you want to answer? It really yeah, quickly? talked about it yesterday. So there's actually two head and shoulders patterns that have formed on Bitcoin in the last year. Um, there was one earlier on this year where we formed the head and shoulders pattern and then we actually bounced literally off of the neckline and continued to the upside. People don't realize this. Guys, the neckline for this head and shoulders pattern was right here and that's literally the dollar where we bounced. There is a head and shoulders pattern forming right now on Bitcoin. The problem is the on-chain metrics are screaming bullish. We have an uptrending neckline which oftentimes means that we're probably going to not break bearish and its price target is also like $17,000, $18,000, $19,000. We're not going there, I don't think. 
yes, there is a head and shoulders pattern forming, but I think it is unwise of us just to look at the fact that there's a head and shoulders pattern forming. I think we need to look at it from all angles. And we probably brought you about 150 different angles here on this channel in the last couple of weeks. And probably about 130 of them are saying bullish in the next two months. So yeah. that's my take on that. You know, another thing, I, this is semi-related to what you said before moving to our next thing. I, I want to also talk to new people in crypto because, again, I've been in for about a year. Full screen. Uh, I, I want to make sure people understand, and Jeb, tell me if I'm wrong, but if you got in in December of last year, if you got in in December of 2020, you got a little spoiled with crazy, you did. wild, bullish you price action. Did. How common, Kelly too, how common in the past has that level of bullish actions with almost no bearish action in between happened in the history of Bitcoin? Well, I, I got in 2016, 2017. So it was a similar sort of setup. You know, yeah. I, I was just like, this is the most incredible asset and it is incredible asset, but it was just all up with, you know, dips along the way. And so the, this last, the, this current cycle has been the same way from, I think it was around June or July of 2020 in all the way to, you know, it seemed like it was a rocket ship that was never going to end and we, yeah. 400K was going to be the, the year. And then, you know, May came around and said, all right, everybody sit down and uh, crack open your TA books because you did not see this coming. <laughs> and then looking back, I mean, myself included, looking back, there is a rounding top there. There is all bearish divergences. There's plenty there of ways to so call it. many ways. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard when you see a, a market that's so strong and bullish, it's moving with such price action to it's easy to discount those things. And it, it's just the, these sorts of moments in May, May uh, June, and this dip here where there's these divergences are showing they're leading indicators they're showing you hey the the, the weakness is kind of falling out of the, this price action so look for a little bit of a trend change so yep. it's just a good 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 way to to stay in tune with looking at all the metrics on the chart not just being hopeful yep. um can i just say something real quick sure. i don't get i don't talk very often but i would like to like i i think even when i was thinking i'm reflecting as you were talking about when i even like first learned about bitcoin i remembered back when uh, it was like 2020, I uh, I had Robinhood and I had bought Dogecoin, right? So you know. And wait, when did you say? 2020, uh, 2020 early 2020. Oh, for some reason so, I thought you said 2017. So like, the thing oh my was, God, I, I mean, I could have been if I did. If I would have held that Dogecoin, I'd be very rich right now. But yeah. but also it was uh, um, I saw Bitcoin, and this is why big like us evangelizing Bitcoin and educating our friends and family on Bitcoin is so important yep. because. I had an opportunity to buy Bitcoin at three thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and I saw it, and I had it there, but I didn't know that you could buy it in fractions. So yeah. I saw a three thousand dollar Bitcoin. I was like, I don't have three thousand dollars. I can't buy this, you know. So I was just, I, I was just reflecting on that. I was like, I would be so much well, like, you know. I mean, now I'm glad I found Bitcoin, but like, you know, what I mean, like, if I would have invested so early. So that's why I was yep. just gonna say, this is why it's important, guys, to be able to talk about it and educate and learn, yeah. right? Because like, if I would have known that you can buy it in fractions, I would have had a lot more Bitcoin. Way earlier than I did, but uh, I don't know. Piggyback piggyback on what you're saying there, Samay. Ed, educate people and evangelize Bitcoin correctly and educatedly. Yeah. Uh, educated, <laughs> educatedly, educatedly. You know what I'm trying to say. The, I had an opportunity to get in Bitcoin at $900, but you want to know why I didn't? Because the guy who evangelized to me would, had a like a whack job. Like it was like <laughs> end of job. the world. You have to get in on this. Yeah, it was just like, I'm not going to get into something because of revelation. a terrible reason. Yeah. Uh, Could have gotten in at 900, but again, let's evangelize Bitcoin in a way that's actually plausible and yeah. meaningful to people. Yeah, and not compromise yeah. either. Like, let's not jump into Bitcoin and start telling people, hey, if you buy Bitcoin, you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. That's not going to happen. And when they join cryptocurrency, not only are they going to be disappointed in crypto, not only are they going to hate crypto, 
they're gonna hate you because you lied to them. So don't say that. You know, when yep. we're evangelizing Bitcoin, you know, this is one of the things we. T anyway, we'll talk about that later. Let's yep. go ahead and keep moving here with Ethereum. I can go on a rabbit hole. I can go down a rabbit hole all day on how to talk about Bitcoin. But nevertheless, let's look at Ethereum. We're gonna run through this pretty quickly, as I've talked about in the last couple of days. Ethereum is currently finding, uh, trying to find support around 3650. That is our uh, shoulder uh, neckline of this inverse head and shoulders pattern that we saw back in September and October. That is a very powerful level, not only because of that, but also because of this Fibonacci that we can see right here. You can see the 38.2% level is in play. And we are in a downtrending falling wedge right now. These falling wedges typically break to the upside, but if Bitcoin does break below 3600 bucks, then you could very easily see Ethereum coming back down to about 3400 bucks before breaking to the upside. I do think that Ethereum is following Bitcoin right now. I think it's about three to five days behind. So if Bitcoin goes into a major uptrend, Ethereum will likely follow. Otherwise, Ethereum is going to struggle a little bit. Taking a look at this chart, we have had a bearish MACD cross. That isn't the end of the world, but it doesn't mean, but it does mean that the uptrend that we were in, or the, excuse me, the, the uptrend that we were trying to start, but did not actually start, has, uh, well, not started, and it has failed. So that's okay, but it's just something we need to keep in mind. You can all see there's a downtrending level of resistance and a downtrending level of support here on RSI. It's a falling trading channel, means that we're moving to the downside. Until we break this downtrend, then we are comfortably, uh, this until we break this downtrending resistance, we are comfortably in a downtrend on the Ethereum market. Now, I do want to look at Lux Algo here briefly. Uh, by the way, guys, Lux Algo's lifetime membership has like less than 48 hours left on it. That's only going through the end of the year. So if you're going to sign up for Lux Algo's lifetime membership, you need to do it. Uh, with the strategy that I teach you guys, these buy and sell signals are about 85% accurate. I mean, that's just insane. Not that you should just trade off of the buy and sell signals, but if you use the signals the way that I do, using buy and sell and buy and sell, and then you weed out false signals by using Trend Catcher and also by using Lux Oscillator, which you can see right down here. If you use my strategy, then the then Lux Algo has pretty much an 80 to 85% accuracy. And by the way, I'm only showing you like three or four of the indicators. There's like 25 of them in here. Some of them I haven't even had a chance to explore yet. It's a great indicator. You sign up for a lifetime membership link down below but what is it telling us on bitcoin on ethereum it's telling us that we're in a downtrend we've been in a confirmed sell signal and downtrend ever since uh, november the 16th and then down here on the four hourly chart we're in a downtrend as well, a downtrend that we have not recovered from yet. You can see we're in a downtrend here. And actually, based on the strategy that I use, we've been in a confirmed downtrend since this sell signal on the 1st of December. So Lux Algo is very helpful at telling us where we're going. And by the way, where we're going is sideways to the downside. We would need to see a pretty large rally. I'm talking up to like $4,300, $4,400 for a daily chart buy signal on Lux Algo. I do think that'll happen in January, but I don't think it's going to happen in the next week. The point with Ethereum here is it's following Bitcoin, and everything I just said on Bitcoin is, is pretty much going to apply to Ethereum as well. With that said, we're going to quickly move through Phantom and Near right now so that we can catch up. Phantom is a cryptocurrency that has a very strong community behind it. If you take a look at Phantom over on CoinMarketCap, it's currently ranked number 31. It's got a market capitalization of $5.5 billion. And if we look at all time, we can see that it has had a very bullish 2020 and 2021. Taking a look at its chart, you can see that it is currently forming a head and shoulders pattern. But remember what we said earlier about being careful about head and shoulders patterns on the super long term. Because if you take this head and shoulders pattern to literally, then it basically tells you that it's going to go to, what does it say we're going to go to? It says that Phantom's going to go to negative $1.28. Probably not going to happen. It's a pretty good project. I doubt that would take place, but it is something you should keep in mind. You should also keep in mind 
that there was a downtrend right here on Phantom, and it has just broken bullish above this. So there is a strong argument to be made that Phantom is currently in the middle of a bump and run formation, the same way that Bitcoin and Ethereum are trying to set up. They're not quite there yet. But if Phantom does manage to hold up here in a symmetrical triangle pattern or a trading channel or anything like that, and it holds above this downtrending level of resistance, which is now support, it's going to be a great thing. And that price target for that would be roughly three and a half dollars or pretty much all time high. So Phantom actually looked pretty solid from a technical standpoint. RSI is uh, in the bullish control zone up around 61, not overextended. That's a good sign. I like the way that looks. We're rounding out here on MACD, but that's to be expected after such a massive rally, like 100%, which it just saw. Um, if we look at Market Cipher, we can see that its money flow is actually rounding. Hadn't even come to the upside just yet, so this actually looks pretty solid. Looks like the buying opportunity on Phantom obviously was a while ago. I'd be careful about buying into it now just because you kind of missed the boat. But if you're holding Phantom or if you're planning on investing in it, now probably isn't a terrible time. With that said, we're also going to look at Near. Uh, that is Near Protocol over on Coin Market Cap. So let me go ahead and show you that if I can find it. There we go. Near is, if I remember correctly, in the top 25. I think it's ranked 24. Actually, it's got a nine billion dollar crypto uh, market capitalization. And over on its chart, it is currently just complete, just uptrending in a massive ascending wedge. You can see it right here, and you can see it right here. This ascending wedge does, technically speaking, want to break to the downside. We saw a similar thing happen to Ethereum, so I'm not being biased against Near. Uh, Ethereum did the exact same thing, broke down, not with a lot of exuberance because Ethereum is a strong project. I think Near is too, but you do just need to know that if it does continue in this ascending triangle pattern, it probably will break to the downside. It is also a cryptocurrency that has undergone a massive rally in just the last seven days. It rallied 95% in six days. That's a great sign for you if you were holding Near down here at $8. Good for you, but if you're looking to buy into Near, I think you missed the boat. Could it go parabolic? Could it explode? Yes, it absolutely could, but you just got to realize it's a lot harder to move a $10 billion market than it is a $100 million market, and it has just doubled. So are you getting a good deal on it? No, you're not getting a good deal on it. That doesn't mean near is a bad project, but it does mean that if you're trying to trade it, uh, you probably missed the boat, and you might actually want to be looking for a short trade rather than a long. With that said, we caught up, ran through it pretty quick. Let's go ahead and jump back into discussing with the community. I know we got a lot of super chats to read. And by the way, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. It helps to promote this video on the algorithm. We're trying to teach you how to think, not what to think, and we're trying to educate you because education is the gate and key to your financial future. Yeah, I had the beholder at uh, Jebba Youngling now for five months. So thank you, I had the beholder. Uh, but thought he was funny. He said, uh, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> you remember when we were going into 2020 and everybody was like, look, it's 2020. I got 2020 vision. It's going to be great. And then like January first and a half happened and everybody's like, oh, this year sucks already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one. Rick 4962 or Yard Dog, as we know him. Yard Dog uh, gave, out of Tennessee. Gave $200. Said, Dang, Rick. Thanks, thank you. You all are the best. Would you recommend buying land in Metaverse or Sandbox? I actually Loki want Smay to answer this. Sure, yeah. Let's hear Smay's answer. His is probably gonna be funny. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> no. <laughs> no. Um please, before even thinking about investing in land on Metaverse, go play Metaverse. Like not I'm not even gonna use the word play. Go jump on a server, go walk around. Walk around. And see if you want to invest in that land. That's all I want to say. I've got some thoughts. Go for it. Oh, oh yes, yes. As Smay would say, mosey on into Decentraland. Yes. And, and we've done that a little bit. And it's, yes. it's not very populated. Doesn't mean it can't get populated. My overall meta view, if you will, oh my on, gosh. On, on buying up digital real estate is Boom. people have made money. And where people yeah. have made money, other people can yes. make money. So mm. it's not a full no from me. 
but um, I don't think anybody in this room has bought. Yeah, I, I, well, can I just say, like, here's the thing: there's lots of ways to make money. Let's just like there yeah, are lots of ways crypto. to make money. So just because somebody made money off doing something, doesn't make me more keen to say, "Hey, go do it." Yeah. Also, too, I'm telling you. Please, like I think the extent of it, even if you're invest- thinking of investing in any of these metaverse pro- projects, go actually like look into them and actually see what it is. The, right? I, I think the po- the point there is what Smith's trying to say because we went. I, I would I wish we could make a video of us doing it. It was pretty funny. There's not a lot happening there whatsoever. However, there could be. So it's one of those things, the same thing as like when, when a crypto first got involved, Bitcoin, for those of you who bought when Bitcoin was like a cent, you know, there really wasn't anything happening, but the potential of something happening was there, but there was nothing cool or, or special about Bitcoin. So could Metaverse, I, I, that's really weird that I would compare those, but could Metaverse become something mean, in the future or Sandbox? Or, you mean Metaverse or Decentraland? Decentraland, Decentraland Metaverse, you you're right. Yeah, this land in the- in Metaverse, Decentraland, could any of these things become something? They absolutely could. So for someone like, and I know Yard Dog, because I got to talk to him actually on the phone before. Yard Dog, you know, he's, he's, he, he's looking to be retired. He's just looking for a place to invest. So I. I would say choose a level yard dog that you are not over investing that you're comfortable with if it goes to zero it goes to zero but there's a chance it could blow up into something well one of the things that's important to consider too is this is uh, among you know basically the first cycle that, that yeah. this is is in for me for me to make an investment and in land in somewhere you know in any any of these uh, metaverse projects i would i would first like to see how the market responds to the bear cycle uh yeah is this going to actually be uh, something that is, you know, counteractive to it, or is it going to be something that falls, you know, ninety eight percent? You know, there's no way to to know until yeah, yeah. because there is a lot of interest in the metaverse and the development yes. in the next few years, but Shoot. it is it's double speculation right now. So, yeah. well, I mean, and I would last thing I'll say on it is I, I actually think there's a very much difference in talking about investing in land or investing in the project, right? Yes, so, like, I was going to say, like, if you are one of if you want to put uh, put a little moon bag aside to cause say you want to invest in these metaverse pro- projects, yes. put a little bit of sand, put a little bit of mana, you know, and see where it goes. But I wouldn't jump into the nitty gritty, start buying land and stuff. Cause like Kelly said, you don't know if these are going to be the projects that last. Cause the thing is you can believe in the concept of metaverse, but like, you know, just like I believe in the concept of smartphones. Imagine I'm the guy who, instead of investing in Apple or the, the, the right I smartphone, I invested in like some random company that never even took off. Yeah. Right. So like, that's something to consider. So yeah. here's, Here's the thing you guys have to realize. Number one, this is one of the biggest issues I have with most of the metaverse projects. If you look at their market capitalization, let's look at Sand, for example. Let's look at Sand. One of, somebody in this studio remembers the day that Meta announced, that Facebook announced they were going to Meta. I think it was- October 28th. Thank you, October 28th. Yeah. Take a look at the chart. I knew somebody- a big day. I, I knew, some, I knew somebody day. in here had it. Take a look at Sand. October 27th, it was trading at 78, 76 cents. Within a month, it rallied 1,000% to $7.76. Why does that matter? The reason is, is because it 10X'd based on everybody saying, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's connected to Facebook's meta. No, it's not. So most of these metaverse projects are overinflated right now because they had value pour into them because a lot of people that didn't know anything about them poured money into them thinking that they had something to do with Facebook and that all the metas interconnected like the World Wide Web or something. That's not the way that works. So first and foremost, you're getting a terrible deal on any metaverse project you want because it really should be worth probably uh, nine times 
times less than what it's currently worth. And I mean that for every single one of the projects. The next thing I'll say to that is that every single one of these projects is probably going to go the way of a Pac-Man or an Atari. It's going to be a novelty that people will use 40 years from now. But who goes and plays a world championship of Pac-Man? I'm sure it exists. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it exists, but it only exists because of novelty, not because it's a super complex game like a League of Legends or a Dota or a World of Warcraft or something like that. These projects will probably bring you returns in the next couple of years, but they're almost all they're almost certainly going to get absolutely destroyed in a bear market. And the third thing I'll say is that whichever one of these projects is going to survive a bear market and come back stronger after the net after the bear market is over and is stronger in the next bull market, if that occurs, if I find a project that do, that did that, I'll invest in that because if it can survive a bear market, then it probably is going to be here to stay. I think it's too early to invest a sizable sum in that in this, but at the same time, everything I just said People said about Bitcoin 10 years ago, mm -hmm. it would have been a wonderful idea to buy a tenth of a percent of your portfolio in Bitcoin. You'd be a billionaire right now. So I'm not saying don't invest in it. I am saying don't get over leveraged on it because this is an extremely risky asset class. And quite frankly, if you're looking for passive income and you're looking for money to, uh, uh, to re uh, looking for income and investments to retire off of, I think you'd make a lot more money working in blockchain gaming because there's ways to build passive income on Gala and, th on Gala and things like that. And also, I suppose the final thing I'll say, I've said that three times, is that anything you invest in, you need to treat as if you are one of the developers of that project. An entrepreneur once told me, if you're going to invest in a, actually Warren Buffett said this, excuse me, if you're going to invest in a stock, that means you have ownership of the company. That's literally what a stock means. If you're an owner, that's a very serious thing. You need to know the kind of profit and loss that company's making. You need to know the board of directors. You need to know the executive team. You need to know the product. You need to know the market. You need to take investing in a stock very seriously because you are an owner of that stock. The same thing is true with crypto. If you're going to buy and hold crypto, you need to take that extremely seriously. That's why I don't have 500 different cryptos. I'm invested 99% of my portfolio in under 10 because I can keep up with that. So if you're not going to keep up with sand, if you're not going to keep up with mana, if you're not going to keep up with gala, then be focused and stay with what you already have because you want to go deep with the projects you have, not try and go wide. Nothing yeah. wrong with the moon bag. Nothing wrong with that at all. You can make a lot of money that way, but just make sure the majority of your portfolio is in projects that you understand. That was a, that was a, a stimulating question there, Yard Dog. That was a stimulating question. Uh, Brandon Johnston oh, said, Bitcoin rising wedge on the daily, resistance starting first week of May and support starting on July 22nd. Say that one more time. Bitcoin rising wedge on the daily. So the resistance starting the first week. So he's talking about the peak of May. Oh, I know what he's talking about. No, I, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I actually saw that earlier. Let me show you what, he, what he's talking about. We've been looking at this for a while. There is yeah. a rising wedge here. Here's the thing, though. The rising wedge uh, has a first level of resistance at 65,000. The second one's at 68,000. In the grand scheme of things, that's not that big of a difference. So I'm actually looking at this more like an ascending triangle pattern than a rising wedge. There's an argument to be made that it's one or the other, but I personally think it makes a lot more sense to look at this as an ascending wedge, uh, an ascending triangle pattern. And if that's the case, then it should be breaking to the upside. The ascending wedge yeah. thing uh, could mean basically that we break this uptrend and Bitcoin trades sideways down in the 40s for a month or two. That wouldn't be a wor that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Ethereum's done the same thing, and I think it's been very healthy for it so either way i don't think it's a bad thing for bitcoin yeah the, the good thing to remember educational this educational moment for you guys the good thing to remember is lines are not perfect in technical analysis what yep. you're really looking at is zones yep. so anytime you see lines you you got to learn how to take them at face value and understand that it's a little more complicated than just looking at a line uh there's a zone that you have to be aware of uh let's keep going on uh da, 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 da. dragon milsevic dread 
Dragon. I don't, I don't it's not Dragon. Dragon or something. Dragon. The Dragoons. Milsevic said, Adax finally getting on IOHK mentioned the best decks is coming. Ooh, I'm really excited yeah, for that. That is definitely, we're definitely I'm down about. a little bit on Adax right now, but I didn't buy for the short term. I'm thinking about buying some more on the dip. And in fact, I'm actually going to be making a, like a, one of my car videos here in the next couple of days explaining why I bought Adax. So be watching out for that. Uh, Hussein said, thoughts on Retrieve. Never heard of it. I'm sorry, Hussein. Sorry, he, man. He even he, he commented. At, I'm so sorry, Hussein. He's like, please read my super chat. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm sorry. Tr- we we try to read it. all of them. Sorry, man. Uh, I don't know man. what it is, though, but we read it. <laughs> Jeff Wilhelms said, Jeb, your channel is world class. Oh, thank Keep you. up the great work, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you very much for that donation, Jeff. That Those donations really do make a difference. Absolutely. They really do. Thank you very, very much, everybody. Speaking of donations, oh, my gosh, we've had another huge one from Matt C., well, let's see. Wow. Good. Okay. Just wanted to wish you all a safe and happy new year. There was no way I wasn't going to end the year without <laughs> a super chat. I'm so grateful for all of you and this amazing community. 2022 is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Just just remind, just in case people thought, because I know there was this was up in the air. Yeah. There will are. be a show tomorrow. We're here tomorrow. We will be here tomorrow. So we are here tomorrow. This is this is my last show for the year. Though, yes, May so. is not going to be here. Tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh May yeah. is off. So is, we'll is see you next year. Is T-Shirt going to run or is that T-Shirt? And, uh, T-Shirt. Uh, T-Shirt. I'm assuming you're going to be here, right? Tomorrow. I will be here tomorrow. No, I mean, who's running production of the show? He's going, teacher he's, he's he's going to okay. be providing many man hours. <laughs> many yeah. man hours. My, my man hours not, are going to be... Not to be confused with woman his, hours. Listen, his man hours are worth double a regular I don't know hour. why you guys are picking on that. That's a common expression. That is a very pick common on, expression. Pick okay. on my words no, when stop. I make up on the Tim, show. Tim, what I'm picking on is the inf- like the way he said it. He was like... No, the way he said, he said it, said it really over and over again. He's like, my man hours. My man He wanted to really specify that he's got some man hours, you know? I'm I'm the biggest guy in the office, and they they bully me. Yeah, you're the do. biggest we do guy in the you. office. I am talking about biggest oh, okay. in terms of he's a, muscle. If we were to fight, gentle I would win. bearded giant. If gentle, we were allowed to use physical violence, <laughs> I would win. But we're not, and so they bully me. You've like never been in a fight mind. your entire life, except for that one time that you kind of like did nothing. We're getting off track. Here. We are. We are getting off track. You started it. Yeah, but okay. He's a lover, not a fighter, baby. <laughs> Anyways. Striker, striker uh, 2099 said, can we take a look at the 88 chart? I can take a quick look at it. We've got... Why are you like, doing that? You don't think I would win a fight? I, th- I think you would. I don't I, think you'd beat me. Wow. Okay. I, th- I think Smay actually would have a pretty now. solid chance. That's no. right. I think Smay would have a solid chance. Not even a little. Rawr. Not even a little. Tim, the thing is, Tim, yeah, you're a big guy, but you don't know how to fight. Yes, I do. No. I play oh. football. I no, know that doesn't you, well, count. You know how to, oh, okay, well, I guess you know how to, you know how to push people. Oh, come on. You know how, to push how many man hey, come hours on, did Tim, you You're playing a homeschool team. That's different. That's oh, different. dude. All right, after this stream, the whole office that, fights. That's called bullying. That's called bullying. That's called bullying, Tim. We're all just going to fight each other. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to stop talking about that before YouTube takes our channel down for violence oh. or something. We're not promoting violence, YouTube. We're being funny. That's not going to happen. Loser buys land into Central Anyway, moving back on to cryptocurrency. We're having a good time because we want to enjoy the rest of our year together uh crypt uh Cardano right now in a massive symmetrical triangle pattern, and uh, I do think it's going to hold above a dollar and twenty cents. I told you guys a few days ago, a few weeks ago, that it could go down to a dollar ten. If it did, I'd buy even more. I'm accumulating down here, guys. Cardano is in a good range to be accumulating. If you look at the weekly chart RSI, where is it? It's sitting at thirty six uh, to thirty nine. This is the place where you want to be accumulating this project. And by the way, if you guys, I, I, I talked about uh, Cardano on ATB yesterday. 
The reason I think Cardano is such a great project is very simple. Charles Hoskinson doesn't care about the price of Cardano. He does not care. And the reason that that matters is because he cares instead about the price, about the product. Instead of delivering very large rallies, he's trying to deliver value to people in Africa and people in different nations around the world through decentralized applications and decentralized identification and all of these different services. Whenever an entrepreneur becomes successful and makes a lot of money, they didn't do it chasing the money. They did it chasing value and delivering value to as many people as possible and delivering as much value to as many people as possible. That's what Charles Hoskinson and IOHK, IOHK are doing. So is it trading sideways for the majority of this year? Yes, absolutely. Will it absolutely explode after some of the fundamental developments that they're working on finally come to pass? And after its entire layer two uh, ecosystem gets built? Yes, Cardano will be worth over $10 in the next 18 months. I am pretty confident in that. Okay, we got some more here. Can I move through? Cryptosaurus Rex responded because I didn't want to read all of his tweets. He said, I think T.A. Tim just blushed. Uh, no, I just didn't want to read that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Didn't, oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, Eric Leon said, Chainlink is moist. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Jonathan nice. Dominguez said, have you guys looked into Digibyte? It's been the most undervalued crypto ever. Digibyte has been around for a very long time. I remember back when I first got into crypto, it was one of the ones that people were talking about a lot. Here's my deal with Digibyte, guys. It's a dead project. I've, there's a lot of dead projects from 2017, and that's not a bad thing, guys. Projects come and projects go. That's okay. Um, it just has never managed to keep up with the rest of the cryptocurrency market. I'm not saying it's a bad project fundamentally, but as far as price is concerned, it dropped from a, I, I, Kelly, you might remember that. I think Digibuy might have actually been in the top 10 at one point back in 2017. If not, it was in the top 20. It was it was up there, but it was, I don't, it's, it might not have been in top 10, but it was in never, top 20, top 30. I was 30. never interested in it in the slightest. I was I, never interested in it either, and it's ranked 140 right now. Look, but, if it was ranked 140 right now because it launched three months ago, that'd be one thing, but Digibuy has been around since 2014. If it was going to do something, it would have done it by now. I, I wouldn't buy Digibyte. I, I personally won't buy Digibyte. Hmm. Striker2099 said, thoughts on Doc. Tokenomics look great. Could be at 100x in my opinion. Dot or? Doc. D-O-C-K. Doc. I have not heard of it, so couldn't tell you. What is Doc? Rank number 600. That's probably why I haven't heard of it. It might be a great yeah, project. I just, sometimes I don't know. those are the ones that really yeah, How do you guys those find these coins? Yeah, for real. Like, like rank number 600? Rank number, I'm sorry. That's not as bad. Number, We've seen some that are like, like 3,000. Five number, uh, well, right now, to be fair, ADAX is number 3,000 on CoinMarketCap. So How did I, you exactly. guys find ADAX? Exactly. Well, oh, because ADAX, we found ADAX because it's about to be the number one DEX on Cardano. That's how I found oh, it, because I love Cardano. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, keep moving on. We got MM said thoughts on chain. I don't can't know if he mentioned. No, it it says chain stink, but I wonder if that was chain a typo. Stink. Is that an actual project? <laughs> Is he trying to say chain stink or chain link? Exactly. My I think question. he does. I think he has something against chain, chain link. I think, he meant chain, I think he meant chain link. I don't I think see so that too. Cool. It's definitely chain link. It's just one of those frustrating projects that. And the, here's the thing that you got to know about chain link. And there's and Cardano runs a bit like this too lately, but chain link will run. When nothing else is, when like we'll be almost in a downtrend and Chainlink will be the only thing running, but then it will just sit and go absolutely sideways and just frustrate the life out of you forever. But yeah. but I will say among all the coins, similarly to Bitcoin, uh, Chainlink in, is a weird sort of position to where it's almost a, a bit of a store of value, although it's lost yep. a bit of its value Stable since. Coin. But because it's so integrated in almost every project on you know in the in the ecosystem of cryptocurrency so it's it's yeah. not going anywhere it's just, it's a fairly
fairly safe project, and I do think there's going to be some some more runs that come with it. Yeah. Chainlink is the number one Oracle application for layer two protocols in the cryptocurrency space, and that alone makes it worth at least $50 billion in the future, in my mind. I, I bought Chainlink about two months ago. Actually, it's, I'm actually down like 30% on it, but I don't care because I bought it for the next like five years. I think it's going to, I think Chainlink is going to do extremely well, and it's one of these cryptocurrencies that is not worth $10 billion because it has a good brand. <clears throat> Crypto.com, <clears throat> Binance Coin, <clears throat> uh, yeah, those are the main two. It's not there because of its brand. It's there because it actually does something. So I actually really like the project. BT said, hey, guys, love your show. TA aside, I think market cap is holding back Bitcoin. 1.9 trillion required for 100 Bitcoin. I don't see a trillion coming into Bitcoin soon. Well, the funny thing is the stock market just added about $5 trillion in market capitalization in Maybe not five trillion, maybe about three trillion in like a month. So yeah. I don't see why that's not possible. I actually see plenty of reason to believe that in the next year, if we finally get some quantitative easing being eased and dr being drawn back and the interest rates finally go up a little bit, that the stock market is going to take a hit. It's not going to be rallying as much, but people are still going to be looking for investments because they always are. And where are they going to look? They're going to look to crypto because it's the next best thing compared to the stock market, which just rallied 100% in 12 months. My point is yeah. there are economic forces that are going to drive hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars into crypto. We saw it happen in the last 12 months, and I do think it'll happen again. There are there are institutions and companies sitting on the sidelines who have not gotten in Bitcoin yet, and they will. Uh, I think Kathy Wood was talking about if 5% of companies gave 5% of their trading and portfolio into it. If Fortune 500 companies gave 5% yeah. of their portfolio, then it'd be worth half a, bill, half, a million, half a million dollars is what she said. Yeah. Uh, keep Which if anybody has a contact of Kathy Wood, I would love to meet her, by the way. I really yeah. admire her. The Hybrid Family said thoughts on Harmony One and one an open swap. Uh, Harmony One's one that I haven't looked at too much, but from what I know, it's a solid project. The other one I'm not familiar with. Open swap, yeah. Echo Nomic said Dent Wireless yet? <laughs> I've heard of that project. Kelly, do you know anything about that project? You seem to be our altcoin expert over here. Uh, Dent, I always confuse Dent with whether or not it was a coin that had to do with uh, the dental stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another one that had to do with wireless as well. So I, I don't pay attention to either one of those, but I can look into it if you guys want. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's keep moving. I think there's one right here, and I'm, I'm reading through it. Shadrach Frost, oh, who's yeah. been a member for five months now, said, hoping Tim can try to read this one to end the year with love, Tim. I actually think I know how to say that because I'm pretty sure I learned how to say it in middle school because it's the longest phobia. It's the longest word of a phobia that there is. I think it's, a, it's, I think it's, it's the phobia of long words. Quipidulophobia? I said this like seven years ago. Let me see if I can I don't know if I would say, uh, Give me some time to say that in one clean. Hippopotamonstra sesquipedeliophobia. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We tried, Shadrach. Sorry, man. That's the kind of thing that I wish I could say. I have so many random <laughs> funny words to That's say. That's a skill. Give, really give him like two weeks and he'll have it like down give in Give me like two days. I'll have it. So... Tim, I think that's you, all our Tim, super can you chats. say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? I can. You can? I can. I'll say it. it. Let's I'm not it. a dog that just say it. barks say it. on Say it. Well, you did <laughs> earlier <laughs> when you walked into <laughs> the office. <laughs> that's a different thing. That was for a different <laughs> You literally <laughs> barked on command when I, you walked into no, the no, office. No one commanded me to. That was free will. Actually, okay, well, well, I'm pretty sure I was the one barking, but... Well, through your free will, you let's hear you say it. You know, I am going to... People deserve the right to think for themselves and do what they want. Yeah, I think don't want to say it. Okay, sounds like you want to say it. So <laughs> I will not be bullied anymore on oh, this okay. stream. You won't be bullied. All right, all right, all right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, smash <laughs> that like button and also uh, drop a one in chat if you'd like to hear Tim say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious because I think it'd be really fun really to see should. him say that. Uh, Come back so tomorrow. Drop a one I'll say in it chat. maybe tomorrow. I'll think about it.
Well, he'll th- oh, he'll think but about I it. Would, okay. I he has to make sure that you know that he's a strong and independent man. We don't want him thinking that he uh, has to be bossed around. <laughs> Look, it's going to take too many man hours for him to say it. Too many man hours. Oh, my gosh. This has been a crazy stream. Guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe to tune back in tomorrow. We're trying to bring you high-quality educational and informational cryptocurrency content, teaching you not what to think but how to think, and also having a little bit of fun in the process. Also, make sure to go and follow me over on Twitter, at CryptoJeb. Make sure to follow us on all our social medias, at CryptoJeb. On Instagram, we're active over on TikTok. We post literally every single day on TikTok little snippets of technical analysis. So if you want to see me break down some of the stuff that we talk about here on the show, that is posted over on our TikTok and our Instagram every single day. A lot of great content over there. And also, make sure to follow us on our Facebook. We actually have a Facebook. You might not have known about it. I'm pretty sure there's a link down below. And also, make sure to check out Lorenzo. Like I said, he's our crypto CPA. You only got two days left in the end of the year. So if you need any you know, tax advice from an actual financial advisor, then you definitely want to talk to him before the year's over. And also, make sure to sign up for Luxalgo because that deal is ending by the end of the year as well. The lifetime membership will be over in about 48 hours, so make sure you look for that. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.